Let's freaking go! You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go! LSU baseball wins the natty! Brings a College World Series back to Baton Rouge for the seventh time in program history. Let's freaking go! Well, thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube as well. Do not forget that. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one. You can also follow along the podcast at locked on LSU. LSU baseball are officially national champions. And oh my gosh, does that feel so freaking good to say? I am still writing the highest of highs from last night because it felt like all of that stress and anxiety and biting our nails down to the very tip of our fingers and freaking out and the anxiety and all of the above of of what this team was going to be. It finally came to fruition and this team is bringing the national title back to Baton Rouge. It has been way too long. It has been 14 long, hard Dry years in the desert, getting to Omaha, but not being able to bring it home. Getting to regionals and super regionals and being devastated and missing out on the opportunity to head to Omaha and compete for a national title. That's what our lives have been like over the last 14 years. And finally, LSU baseball is back at the top of the college baseball world where this team belongs. And that's how spoiled we really are. That this was the first trip to Omaha since 2017. Six years, but really five years, if you want to take out that 2020 year, because I think that's fair, because nobody went to Omaha in 2020. And then 14 years without a national title. In the grand scheme of things, that's not that long. Five years between trips to Omaha and 14 years between a national championship. But that's how high the expectations are for this LSU baseball program. And that's how high the expectations were for this LSU baseball team in 2023. I said it before the season even started, before LSU even threw out a first pitch of the season going into that game against Western Michigan. I said, you better win a natty now. Because what's the point of having the number one transfer portal class, the number one recruiting class, the best pitcher in the country, the best player in the country, if you don't have a championship to show for it? I was watching SEC Network after the game last night, and Dari Nokwa asked Todd Walker, you know, how are we going to remember this team? You wrap it up for us. What, how is this team going to be remembered? And Todd Walker said, as national champions. And I kind of laughed a little bit because I was like, yeah, duh. Like, of course, you're going to be remembered as national champions. But I thought about it the opposite way. I thought, well, if this team didn't win a championship, how would that team be remembered? 
And the first thing that came to mind was the same thing that I said going into the football national championship in 2019 before LSU took down Clemson in the national title game. I said this team would have been remembered as the best that never was. That's how I felt about this baseball team. That you have the Golden Spikes Award winner, along with another Golden Spikes Award Award finalist, likely the number one and number two overall picks in this year's draft, best pitcher in America, the nation's leader in RBIs. You know, you have all of uh, the number one transfer portal class, number one recruiting class, and, you know, Paul Skeens, Tommy White, and Dylan Cruz are only just uh, skimming the top of the amount of talent that this team has, how deep it really went. I thought if you have all that and you don't have a championship to show for it, you know, that's that's a shame. That is a gosh darn shame. Because now we can look back on it and say, there's no way this team wasn't winning a national championship. And that is a much better place to be than, man, how did this team not win a national championship? It's all kind of been written in the wall, written in the stars, written on the wall all season long, I feel like. Number one team preseason, maintained that number one status for throughout a majority of the season. And this team went through its trials and tribulations. Got bit by the injury bug, had some issues in the bullpen, couldn't quite find a good pitching rotation. You know, we, we went through all those things, and that those kinds of things reared its ugly head against Auburn and against Mississippi State late in the season. That's when LSU ultimately fell from that number one spot when Wake Forest took over as the number one overall team in the country and then the number one overall seed as the seeding took place in the postseason. You know, all eyes were on you all year long. Since the beginning of the season, since before the season even started, people were talking about LSU baseball. LSU baseball fans were talking about LSU baseball, but baseball fans in general, observers of college sports in general, were talking about the absolute wagon that LSU baseball is. I work with somebody who couldn't care less about college baseball, to be honest with you. And the school that he went to was very good at college baseball, so I don't really blame him. But he basically said, you know, LSU is the LSU Tigers like the New York Yankees. And that really, I don't think he's the only person with that thought. That LSU was just a freaking powerhouse, pun kind of intended there. So all eyes were on you. But it wasn't all peachy all season long. Like I mentioned, injury bugs, pitching woes. There was a lot of reason for doubt, at least on the national scale. And I'm sure some of you had your moments of doubt about this team at some point or another. Surely, whenever you are up by nine runs against Mississippi State and blow that lead in extra innings, Surely you weren't feeling too positive after that. I don't blame you, because neither was I. And I assured you all that, hey, one one series in the regular season doesn't matter. You know, you don't get a national championship revoked because you lose one regular season series against Mississippi State. You can have all reason to feel a little bit more uncomfortable, or maybe, you, you know, identify some areas that this team needs to improve upon. But it's totally fair and justified to have... Had your questions about this team. But since the postseason started, LSU baseball has just been playing with a certain bit of magic. They really have. And I think it goes all the way back to the regional. Into the super regional against Kentucky. Roll Kentucky in two games. You get to Omaha. Solid first game against Tennessee. 
And then once LSU lost that second game, to, or excuse me, the first game against Wake Forest, but the second game in Omaha, some more trials and tribulations and doubts probably set in for you. At least they set in for me. I looked at this team and I thought, no. falling into the loser's bracket just seems detrimental. I don't know if this team can make it out of it. Because not only are you now in the loser's bracket and have to beat a really solid Tennessee team again, a Tennessee team that has much better and deeper pitching than you do, but then you have to play Wake Forest again. And if you beat them, oh yeah, by the way, you have to beat them again. And that's only just the beginning. Because once you beat Wake Forest twice, after beating Tennessee a second time, oh yeah, by the way, you still got to play for a national title. It was just too big of an undertaking. That I, not that I didn't believe that they could do it, but I had my doubts. And then ever since that game against Tennessee, when Nate Ackenhausen, the pitcher who had only gone three innings the entire season, gave you six. Six shutout innings. And then against Wake Forest, that second game, third game total, second game in that series of two, walk-off home run to punch your ticket to the College World Series final. I mean, yeah, I mean, Tommy White is clutch as hell. It also feels a little bit more like magic. Tommy White gives you another home run to tie the game against Florida. Cade Beloso brings it home with a home run in the top of the 11th. Kind of feels like magic. Hometown kid, grew up in New Orleans. He's been in LSU's program for the last five years. Just feels like poetic justice a little bit. An atrocious game, too, against Florida. And they turn around and do the exact same thing that Florida did to them. But, oh, yeah, you did it when it mattered most and when it meant a national championship. I feel like there were some demons that were exercised on Monday night. Probably for that 2017 team, pulmonary included. Kramer Robertson even went on a podcast and kind of talked about how that entire 2017 team has kind of just been living with that on their backs over the last six years. I hope that they feel better about that now. Because it's not just bringing a national title back. It's who you beat to do it. It's beating Florida to do it. I feel like this fan base that's been starved for a national title since 2009 could breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief. I feel like Jay Johnson, who was brought into Baton Rouge to do exactly what he did last night, felt a little bit of a sigh of relief. Of I was brought in here to do a very difficult and a very specific job. And I just did it. And I did it my second year here. Now it's back to work as usual for Jay Johnson. It's back to work as usual for this entire LSU coaching staff. But man, oh man, are we all walking a little bit taller, breathing a little bit better, knowing that this team is bringing a trophy back to Baton Rouge. And it was such a freaking blast to follow along with it this entire year. I've said throughout the season, I said, don't take for granted getting to watch Dylan Cruz in an LSU baseball uniform. Don't take for granted the opportunities to watch Paul Skeens on the mound pitching for your team. And I think that those two were kind of microcosms for this entire team. Don't take those two for granted. And man, oh man, are we going to miss them. But also, I hope that nobody took for granted being able to watch this team. This team that had just a little something special all season long. But coming up next, it's not just baseball. 
It's a conversation about LSU sports as a whole. I want to get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to join today. I will tell y'all. A team that I'm incredibly high on that was not on my bingo card for me to be high on this year in Major League Baseball. And that's the Arizona Diamondbacks. My goodness, where did they just come from? Coming out of nowhere. Arizona, traditionally a team that struggles every year in a tough division. Well, Arizona is cleaning up and they're only looking better. So that is my take. If you're going to be looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, I have to play some wagers on some of these baseball games. Check out the Arizona Diamondbacks. See what looks interesting to you there. So don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. You will hear from Brian Smith, LSU, with a huge recruiting weekend this past weekend. Hosted a bunch of out-of-state recruits for their official visits. And a good tea coming out of those visits. We will hear from Brian Smith on tomorrow's episode of Locked on LSU. So LSU baseball brings home its seventh national championship in program history. The second national championship that LSU is bringing home in just the last three months. I've kind of thought about this last night. And a lot of times whenever I I think about LSU-centric takes, you know, not just for the, the podcast when I'm talking to you, but kind of just college football takes in general. I always think, am I thinking this from per, from a perspective as an LSU fan, or am I thinking about this from a perspective of just a college football-obsessed person? Because I never, whenever I'm thinking of, of takes to talk about, you know, my radio show in Nashville, or just like, you know, just thinking about life as a college football fan, I never want to look at it through a purple and gold-tinted glasses. I, I really don't. There are LSU takes that I have that absolutely are coming from the place of an LSU fan. But for the most part, you know, away from the podcast, away from when I'm sitting down with you guys and talking with you guys, I try to be as, you know, unbiased as possible. It's my job. So when I thought about this last night, I thought about it through both perspectives. Through an LSU fan's lens and through a non-LSU fan's lens. My question was this. Is there any other athletic department in the country that has had more success than LSU has. As an LSU fan, I thought, uh, obviously not. And then I was like, okay, you know, take off the purple and gold tinted glasses. Let's really think about this. And even as an unbiased college football, college sports fan, I couldn't think of another one. I asked some, you know, colleagues, coworkers of mine, one's a Michigan State fan, One's a Western Kentucky fan. They have no ties to LSU. They don't care about LSU. All of them have said, I mean, I can't really make a case for anybody else. Y'all, I think that LSU single-handedly, hands down, not debatable, 
is the best athletic department and has had more success in recent years in sports than any other team in the country, any other program in the country. The only other teams that I could think of, the first one that comes to mind is, is Alabama. Of course, Alabama football has had, has, had, has, we can have that debate, he is experiencing or did experience a dynasty in football. Of course, when you have Nick Saban, you're always going to be in consideration for a national title. Even when Alabama didn't make the college football playoff this past year, Alabama still had a very good season. Alabama lost to LSU uh, on a, on a two-point conversion and a walk-off field goal against Tennessee. The two games they lost this past season were by a combined four points. So, you know, that's... It, the football program is still good, okay? It's still good. The basketball program is very good. Obviously, you know, Alabama winning the SEC tournament this past year, having a nice run in the NCAA tournament. Um, baseball went to Supers, but still, Alabama's athletics have not won a national title since Alabama won in 2020. So I don't really know if I can say that Alabama has been a more successful athletics program they don't have any trophies in the last three years. The other team I thought of was Georgia. But Georgia's really only good at football. That's it. I know, like, back-to-back national titles in football are uh, something to hang your hat on. Like, I walked into, into the radio station today. My boss is a big Georgia fan. He's like, enjoy your national title, but don't forget our Georgia back-to-back football titles. I'm like, okay, yeah, I won't, I won't forget. I know, but that's the only thing that you guys got. So, yeah, I mean, Georgia is absolutely building a dynasty. I think what Kirby Smart is doing at Georgia is incredibly impressive. But as an athletic department as a whole, I don't really know what else Georgia has to show for it. The baseball program, I wish Wes Johnson absolutely nothing but the best. The basketball program might be worse than LSU's men's basketball program. And that's saying something. So I don't really know what else Georgia can show for. It's not Georgia. The other one that I get a lot living in Nashville, living in the state of Tennessee, is Tennessee. And look, Tennessee athletics have been really solid. The football team won 11 games this past year, beat Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Men's basketball went to the Sweet 16. Women's basketball went to the Sweet 16. Men's baseball went to Omaha. Softball uh, was in the Women's College World Series. So, yeah, Tennessee athletics have had a whole lot of success. But again, no championships to show for it. I had this conversation with somebody that I work with at the radio station. He called this the golden era of Tennessee athletics. I was like, well, that's a pretty sad golden era if you don't have any trophies, if you don't have any championships. It's pretty embarrassing. I understand that LSU's basketball program is not great at the moment. That's probably the biggest knock that you can make on this argument that I'm making, that LSU has the best athletic department and overall the best sports school in the country. I think the two holes that you can poke in that are, one, basketball, totally fair. LSU basketball, not great this past season. And the second one is no, I guess, football to a certain extent. Because LSU football in Brian Kelly's first year still won the SEC West and still competed for for a conference title. Now, would it have been nice to have gotten to the college football playoff? Yeah. But in Brian Kelly's first year, I think we all look back on it and say, heck yeah, great success. Won the national title four years ago. I know that there were some rocky years in between in 2020 and 2021. 
But when you've got a national, a football national title, you know, in the span of five years, and then a baseball championship and a women's basketball championship, you got three national titles in the span of four years, two of them coming in a span of just a few months. Show me another team in America that's doing that. Because LSU was the first to win a basketball championship, men's or women's, and a baseball championship in the same year. First team to ever do that. So, I mean, I'd love for anyone to make an argument to me that there's a better athletic department out there than LSU's. I think that you need national titles and championships to show for it. That's my criteria, and I think that's pretty fair criteria. So, out goes Tennessee. And you need to be good in multiple sports. Sorry, Georgia. I think that you need to have championships, recent championships, at least in the past season. Sorry, Bama. Obviously, a lot of SEC bias in there, but still. Show me some. Show me another school that's better. I double dog dare you. Coming up next. I've taken a lot of victory laps about this, this College World Series win. And I hope you have too because you deserve it. We've earned this. But I feel like coming up next, I need to defend LSU baseball a little bit. We'll get into that coming up next. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. I'm still, and just talking about it, I you might be able to see from my face that I'm just so freaking giddy. I got to watch the game last night with a bunch of LSU friends, a bunch of LSU alum, and it was just it honestly, truly pure bliss. Like everything that we had been worried about and hoping for for the last, what, five months finally came to fruition. And I'll even extend that further. Everything that we've been hoping and wishing for since that 2017 loss to Florida. Maybe even go back to that 2009 College World Series. The last time LSU won it. I mean, it, I, I used the term exercise demons earlier. I'll continue to say that. Felt like a whole lot of demons were exercised last night. And this team's earned it. This team deserves it. This team won a best of three series against the number one overall seed in Wake Forest. This team took down Tennessee, probably has the best bullpen in America. Did it not just once, but twice. LSU obliterated the hottest bats in America in Florida to win a national title. And oh yeah, by the way, they did it without the number one pitcher in the country. I just, I can't even, I can't even explain just the, the amount of pride that I have in this team. The amount of pride that I would have had in this team if they had lost last night. But still, the amount of just excitement and energy and pride and happiness and all the great adjectives insert there. That's how I feel. Honestly, it's probably how you feel too. But I do feel the need to defend LSU baseball just a little bit because this is something that I've heard a lot all season long, and it's only gotten louder since LSU got to Omaha, since LSU got to the College World Series final, and since LSU won the College World Series. And it's this idea that LSU bought this championship. I've heard it everywhere. I've heard it on Twitter from crybaby whiny Florida fans. I've heard it actually on my own station from some of my colleagues that said, well, LSU bought this championship, and I don't like that. Let's talk about that. Because I think that is inherently false. So let's explain. 
the the point that those people are making that say, oh, LSU, you know, they they bought their national title is that LSU just bought up all the players in the transfer portal. Okay, well, let's break that down. LSU had 11 transfer portal players this year. Of those 11, five of them didn't really contribute, if we're going to be honest with you. So I don't really know how much I can say that, you know, they bought that championship for five players that didn't really contribute a whole lot. So that leaves six. Of those six, two of those players transferred in from community colleges. Nate Ackenhausen from Eastern Oklahoma State and Braden Jobert. And I know he was at Nichols as well, but, you know, Braden Jobert, he's from Slidell. He's a Louisiana kid. I have to think that's probably been his dream his entire life to play for LSU. So I'm not really going to say that LSU bought Braden Jobert. I think that's really where he wanted to be. So players coming in from community colleges, that's no, no knock whatsoever to the JUCO system. That's no knock whatsoever to those players that come in from JUCOs. Because, I mean, think about all of the baseball talent that has not just come through LSU baseball, but through college baseball that got there via JUCOs. But still, it's... I don't think I would look to those guys to say, oh, you bought them. No, I don't really think that's fair. So that leaves four. That leaves um, that leaves Thatcher Hurd, Paul Skeens, Riley Cooper, and Tommy Tanks. Well, Riley Cooper transferred in from Arizona. So I, like, he transferred in with Jay Johnson. That's, he followed his coach. That's normal. So that leaves Paul Skeens, Thatcher Hurd, and Tommy White. Well, Paul Skeens had to transfer. It's something that he mentioned before he even transferred to LSU, was I want to play professional baseball. If I spend one more year at the Air Force Academy, I have to enlist. And if I get to the major leagues and I'm, I'm making a name for myself, and then all of a sudden I need to, I, you know, I have to go be deployed, well, I don't want that to interrupt my baseball career. Paul Skeens... If and when he serves, he wants it to be on his own terms. And I respect that. So he had to transfer. So if you want to tell me that LSU bought Thatcher Hurd and Tommy White, okay, fine. Go for it. But two players on a, what, 40-man roster? Really? Kind of seems like a pretty weak argument. And look, I'm not naive. LSU, they, I, I have to say, like, LSU probably – coughed up a lot of NIL money for a lot of these players. I mean, I would be naive to think that money wasn't at least some sort of a factor here. But also, if Tommy White, and I'm just throwing a random number out here, I have no idea what kind of NIL money Tommy White is making. But let's say Tommy White was offered three hundred grand from, you know, East Southwest Technical Community College of Niagara Falls. Would he have gone there? Probably not. Tommy White was a good enough player that he could have had the pick of the litter of wherever he wanted to go. So this idea that LSU, all they do is hand over checks to any player that they want. I mean, maybe it's true, but I tend to think that it's not. Like, did they buy Dylan Cruz since he's been at LSU for the entirety of his career? Did they buy Cade Beloso, who won them that first game against Wake Forest with his three-run bomb and then 
to go ahead against Florida in that first game in the College World Series final? Did they buy Kid Beloso? Because last time I checked, Kid Beloso has been at LSU for the last five years, and he grew up an hour and a half down the road. Did, did they buy those guys? Did they buy Ty Floyd, who had an absolutely lights-out performance against Florida, who has been at LSU for the entirety of his career? Did they buy him? It's Did they buy Trey Morgan? who had probably the best defensive play that I've ever seen in baseball, period. But, I mean, he went to, he's from New Orleans. I have to kind of think. He's been wanting to go to LSU his whole life. It's a lazy and it's a weak argument. Money absolutely is a factor, yeah. But to say that they bought the championship is just inherently false. But let's be real. Money probably was a factor for some of these guys. Maybe not the only factor. Maybe not the lone factor. Probably was a factor. But hey, heads up. Anyone can do it. It's legal now. So if you're a, uh, you know, a fan of, a, of an opposing team and you're whining about it, well, LSU doesn't have any other resources that Tennessee or a Florida or Texas A&M or Arkansas or Vanderbilt or any other team in America doesn't have. It's NIL money. Everyone can do it. So if you don't like it, you're not going to stop anyone other schools from doing it. If you don't like it, join them because you're not going to beat them. So this is just a weak and lazy argument that's always connected to LSU. And it is inherently false. But you know what? This is how you keep up with the big dogs. Anyone can offer NIL deals. Anyone can do it. LSU just might do it better. And I am not going to apologize for that. That's going to do it for me today. Congratulations to this LSU baseball team who is bringing a natty back to Baton Rouge where it belongs. If you're going to the national championship celebration and parade at Outbox tomorrow night, enjoy it. Have fun. Send me pictures. Send me videos. Tag me in your stuff on Twitter. I'd love to see it. I'm bummed that I'm not going to be there. But enjoy it. Have fun. Let's freaking go, Tigers.